Hello, I'm Mary Papaya. Welcome. It's day three of the conference, the campaigning is over, and the delegates are now voting. What is going through the minds of the candidates? Can they do any more? Some say it's too close a call between the only two contenders for the top job in the ANC, that of president. They are President Cyril Ramaphosa, the incumbent, versus former health minister Zueli Mkhize. It's a different story, though, for the post of deputy president and the rest of the top seven. Here, it's comrades going head to head with comrades. Bringing you the news that shifts the needle is our team that has been working 24-7. Veteran political journalist Karine Duplessis joined us. She weighs in on the ramifications of NASRAC, what is happening behind the scenes, what are in the minds of the contenders and the voting delegates alike. Can we expect any fireworks? Who will smile and who will cry? Well, voting has begun in conference. It was about five or six hours later than originally planned, but the ANC has really struggled with logistics in this conference. I can't imagine that the results will be out super fast either. There were quite a lot of candidates, on average about three for each position and four for the Treasurer General position. ANC spokesperson Pule Mabe has also indicated that the vote counting will be manual. Uh, the party is hoping that the results will be out around midnight tonight. But as we've learned from the first two days of conference, uh, sticking to the program isn't an exact science for the party at the moment. At the same time, the delegates will be beginning to break up into commissions to discuss policy. And there will also be some introspection, such as sessions about the party strategy and tactics, internal problems and election performance. Uh, one delegate told me um, that what's important now is for the party and whoever gets elected as president it's a focus on the next 15 months. Um, if it doesn't get more than 50% in the 2024 elections, then a lot of these current policy discussions could end up not being as important uh, as when the ANC governs outright. As for the outcome of the elections, the delegates must be really exhausted after the nominations pro process, uh, which ended at 2 a.m. this morning. Uh, many of them would have gone into caucusing afterwards or they would have woken up to caucuses this morning. Um, and from the show of hands in the plenary last night, I'd say President Cyril Ramaphosa has the numbers to be elected for a second term. But supporters of former Health Minister William Kize um, have managed to consolidate their nominations for most of the rest of the top seven positions. And there's still contestation amongst Ramaphosa sympathisers. For example, in the Secretary General's position, both Fakile Mbalula and Mdumiseni Ntuli are contesting and um, both are in support of Ramaphosa. So this could uh, split the vote and it could mean that most of the top seven under Ramaphosa would be in favour of his detractors. And that's one really big headache for, for his lobbyists at the moment. Um, and there's also been a lot of propaganda and untruths being distributed about the campaign on social media, WhatsApp groups. So psychologically, it's quite a tough time for the delegates uh, who have to decide who to vote for. Our reporter, Tando Maiko, has been on the ground talking to all sides. These are her thoughts. It's a very, very tight race between presidential candidates Zuelim Kize and Cyril Ramaphosa. The mood of the conference is more subdued than it was the first two days. The first two days was uh, full of horse trading and lobbying between the different provinces. Right now, the final slates have been decided and it's now up to the delegates to cast their ballots behind their preferred candidates. Now, Limpopo is 
is divided between either choosing Cyril Ramaphosa or Zuelim Kize. Now, understand that Limpopo is the second biggest voting bloc of the ANC, and its intention is to put its national chairperson, Stanley Matabata, on the national stage as part of the ANC's top six leaders. We'll see how that goes. Colleague Luyolo Mkatane shares his insights on the conference and the drama that unfolded. What really stood out for me during this conference is how highly contested it was. I mean, almost all the seven top positions were, you know, um, contested with other candidates being raised from the floor. So, oh, another thing is, you know, um, the open defiance towards a sitting state president. I mean, at one point, Ramaphosa could barely deliver his um, political report. He was drowned out by those calling for change. Um, with others banging on tables as I was busy, you know, um, you know, talking on the podium, addressing delegates. Um, I've never seen this before. Um, well, I could say that it really took me back to, you know, the days of Jacob Zuma where we saw in Parliament how the opposition MPs treated him, you know, um, saying that he's going to be treated like a common criminal until he fully accounts about, you know, um, public funds that were spent on Kandla and also, you know, basically calling on him to, to, to give a full account as to how uh, state capture occurred, you know, under his watch. Policy analyst Sanusha Nadu looks at the contest and she gives assessment of the shifting of the goalpost. Seemingly, she is far clearer as to the outcome of the FIFA 2022 World Cup final than the Ramaphosa in Kiza contest. I can tell you, I can expect a clear winner in the next three hours out of the FIFA World Cup, as opposed to the next 24 hours in South Africa. <laughs> but I mean, it's really in, in, a, in a very precarious situation i think it's invaluable in a sense i personally can't tell you that you know this is what we think even going into the into the voting process that this is where we are particularly because there seems to be a complete breakdown now even between pecs and their branches i mean lumpopo questions around um, you know how much the the challenge is now about individuals and PECs and branch structures that are coming with a mandate there and how this is becoming a shifting sense. And it's almost like a desert storm that you just don't know where this is, where the wind is blowing anymore. Um, and I think that's going to be the crisis. And in case that the other point to make here is the, the challenge is now, whatever the outcome of this voting process, it's also going to be a question about how this is going to play out in terms of accepting that that outcome and what challenges and what kinds of, of issues will be raised around counting, around interference. Nobody can tell you where it's going to go and everybody is utilizing the space to get their own voice heard and, and it seems as if now the t- the, the the, ch- the the tension between PECs and them and their branch structures is now the added level of contestation. And there you have it, the highs, the lows, the standout moments, and the behind the scenes horse trading. Who will emerge victorious and whose journey ends? Stay tuned. Until next time, it's goodbye from the Business Day Politics team. 
I'm journalist Mary Papaya.